Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Ryan Hurd. Welcome back to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. You came last time and spoke about your wonderful technology that's right behind you, uh, Smart Solutions Caregiver, and helping people care for their elders and their parents. And, and it's such a great technology. We can go into that briefly, and then also they can listen to our last interview. But today, I wanted to have you back because you are the expert when it comes to all things technology. And there's a lot of amazing technologies on the forefront right now. Chat GBT, AI is making an appearance in many different areas and, and applications. And I think a lot of our business owners might be a little scared about what does this mean for my business? Is it, you know, how can I utilize these tools or things? And then people might be listening in. Maybe they work at a job. Will this replace me? Right. Stuff like that. A lot of concern. But before we go there, just share if anyone missed our first interview, a little bit about your backstory. Sure. Well, number one. Hi, Christina. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, thank you for having me on again. We had yeah, such a fun time the first time. We were talking about my background. We were talking about the product mm -hmm. that I invented and patented. And we talked about my book and mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. So just to recap, you know, my name is Ryan Hurd, the founder of Caregiver Smart Solutions, which is a simple and effective way for caregivers across America to monitor, assist, and ensure the safety of their loved ones that are living on their own. Because you know what? It's all about having more peace of mind all the time. Mm -hmm. With that said, I've been in the smart home IoT tech industry for 30 years. I wrote mm -hmm. the book on it called Join the Smart Home Revolution. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I have a blast. I have a blast being at CES, at Design and Construction Week, at being in Silicon Valley, at seeing behind the curtains of Google and Microsoft. It is the coolest thing in the world. So. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> well, it's so great to be at the forefront of all of this and helping to launch it because it is an exciting time where people might have some concerns and fears. 
I think like all things, there can be good and bad that come along with it, but there can be also a lot of wonderful opportunities if you grab hold of that. So share for some people, maybe they're not even aware. I don't know how you couldn't be unless you're under some rock. What is chat GBT and (laughs) (laughs) and AI for maybe some folks who aren't aware of what that is even? So, well, we can go back even a little further, right? So let's start with some of the terminology. You have IoT. Everybody throws that out. It was a big, mm-hmm. you know, keyword a couple of years ago. And that basically, that's kind of where it started. It started as the internet of things. So mm-hmm. when you talk about smart home, home automation, mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff, it really came out of IoT. What is mm-hmm. IoT? Basically, anything that can be smart will be smart. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the video doorbell. Okay, but it's also going to be a chair. It's going to be a plant. It's going to be the clothes you wear. All of these things are going to be part of the IoT ecosystem. Now, other things you've heard, Wi-Fi, 5G, 4G, uh, 2.6, all of these numbers and Gs and stuff. It's simple. All it is is communication, whether it's from your cell phone, whether it's in your house, It's just a a communication protocol to get data from point A to point B. And it's just talking about how fast, you know, if you're 250 meg, 250 megabytes per second, that's usually how it's articulated, let's say in your home for home internet or one gig or all these other things. So basically what I'm saying is don't be intimidated. Techies, geeks love using all this lingo, but for the average person, it just basically means how my information gets from point A to point B. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely, totally. Now, awesome. I, I just want to stop you right there. You said not only smart home, but you mentioned other things, plants and clothes. Is that coming along the the you know the pole? Like, are we going to have smart clothes too? Yeah, you know, interesting. There's a lot of talk about carbon. There's uh, mm-hmm. nanotubes. There's a lot of talk about a lot of things and. Mm-hmm. The things that make me excited is how technology can actually work for us as humans. So yes, I get excited about all the stupid stuff. In other words, (laughs) I literally remember when the first smart refrigerator came out. It was made by Samsung. You know, Samsung, they make everything, TVs, cameras, Mm -hmm. whatever. Well, they literally shoved all this stuff into the refrigerator. And I thought it was the best thing in the world. It had a TV on the outside, a camera in the inside. It had sensors this, sensors that. You had an app. It was awesome. And the whole idea is it was supposed to help families, which was a great concept. Here's the problem. When you start using it, you know, I go into my refrigerator. Now, I don't know about you, but I have three young kids at home, three young boys, matter of fact. What does that mean? Exactly that picture just ran through your head. It's absolute chaos. That is the herd household, which is fun. (laughs) But what that means is when you open up the fridge, it's like a bomb went off. It's a mess. Literally, we shove stuff in there and we put on our football uniform and we try to close the door by going headfirst into this thing. (laughs) Now, imagine that. Now, the idea with a smart fridge is you could be at the store and be like, hmm, Do we have milk? I don't remember. Open up the app and actually look using the camera in the fridge and look into the fridge. The reality was in the herd household with all that crap (laughs) shoved in the fridge, you can't see anything. Hmm. So what I mean is there's a lot of great ideas out there, but then there's the practical side and there's the, how does it help me? Hmm. So 
at CES and at Design and Construction Week, you have NKBA. So you have the National Kitchen and Bath Association, and they put on this great show called KBiz. And in KBiz, it shows you oh, all the great stuff. If you've ever had one of those beautiful kitchens that you've seen on HGTV and all these great things, it's beautiful. But of course, I'm looking for the techie stuff. So they actually have ovens that have cameras inside that can actually tell you if you cookies if your cookies are done. Now, come on. That is totally practical. And that is totally what I need because I will never burn another chocolate chip cookie. And that's what I mean. How can we make all this cool technology that's around us yeah. work for us? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, but tell me, what's your viewpoint? Because now I have a I had a whoop. Now I have another tracker. There's a lot of different tracking devices that can make yeah. our lives easy. But I wonder sometimes, is it like information overload? I, I, How can people use information or technology in a way that betters them? But knowing, okay, maybe I don't need this because this is too much information. That's really a good question. Let's mm -hmm. kind of think about it like this. So we went from a world that was hardware related. So let's go mm -hmm. back to, let's go back to the nineties. So in the nineties, you had TVs, but the TVs were, you know, these big honking things, you know, they had the big butt on them. They were mm -hmm. deep, they were heavy yeah. and you actually had to get up and either push the button on the, you know, cable box or have my case, my son push the yeah. button. That was the early <laughs> form of automation. And I tell you, it was great until it didn't work. What are you going to do? But that's the kind of technology that was around. It was hardware. Then from mm -hmm. hardware, we went kind of into smarter technology where you could start, think of the thermostat, Nest thermostat, you put it on, it had a little bit of learning capability. So if I turned it on at 5 a.m. every morning up mm -hmm. to 65, after a couple of mornings, it's automatically gonna be at 65 at 5 a.m. It starts mm -hmm. learning what I'm doing. So you start seeing the combination of hardware and software. And now you're gonna start seeing that next stage of, of, I wanna say smarts, and we call it AI, we call it machine learning, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So as you're talking about wearables, you know, I have mine, I'm a runner, and data is really important to me. So how fast, or in my case, how slow am I running today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. If we kind of change our, our logic, you know, for caregiver smart solutions, we talk about all this technology, but we try to reframe it in a, in a better way. So mm -hmm. instead of talking technology, it's a tool. Mm -hmm. Instead of talking data, it's information. Mm -hmm. So how can we use this information that is being found by tools, whether it's your wearable or other things to help us as humans? And that's kind of where we're at now with ChatGPT mm -hmm. AI. So it's that combination of hardware. It's mm -hmm. a combination of the software. So it's the Garmin watch with mm -hmm. all the tracking that's built into it. But then let's say after a month, I'm looking at it on a day-to-day -day basis. My, mm -hmm. my pace was this, my mileage was this, I did this. But at the end of the month, having AI be able to go through it and say, okay, well, you're trending and you're doing and you're X, Y, Z you're going in this direction. So mm -hmm. that's really where the power of the future, but there's even more. Mm -hmm. There is the 10X on top of that. 
Interesting. Well, I tell I tell you one thing. When I do look at my tracking device at the end of the month, I like seeing the overview, the top down, seeing right. okay, I worked out, you know, a couple more workouts. I, you know, I was able to increase my in, in resistance. I also seeing my sleep pattern. That was yeah. a big one for me because I never realized where my sleep patterns lie and the sweet oh, yeah. spot through the mechanism of the tracker, allow me to realize that my sweet spot to get to bed by 1130, I get the perfect amount of sleep. But it's yeah. like, so it's interesting how these tools, if you pay attention to the data and start to see the overall trend, you can be like, okay, here's my sweet spot. All right. The question is, is the trend your friend or not? Mm. And that's, that's the interesting thing, because when you start thinking about things like that, not only are you looking at sleep time, we're also looking at sleep quality. And one of the indicators of sleep quality is your resting heart rate. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm generally around that 40 overnight. So my goal is really to be 38, 40, 42. If mm -hmm. I have that and I'm around seven hours of sleep, I'm good and I can feel it. So you know, when you wake up in the morning or you wake up before the buzzer and you're you know, wake up and everything is good during the day, you can then look back and say, oh, okay. So if this is normally happening, that's what I want to shoot for. Yeah. But the ability for AI to start telling us and mm -hmm. what I mean by 10Xing, mm -hmm. think about this. So we're talking about having the watch. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're an athlete. We have data. It's on our wrist. It's measuring our heart rate. It's measuring our cadence. It's measuring mm -hmm. our GPS or our locations, measuring all of these things. Well, what if then I could start adding some more information? So using that smart kitchen that we were talking about, you know, maybe eating patterns. What did I eat tonight? What mm -hmm. is in stock? What about the kitchen of the future, which is analyzing the data coming mm -hmm. out of you? And we start stitching all this stuff mm -hmm. together. So not only do we have that information on your wrist, mm -hmm. but we also have things like BMI. We have, you know, so if you're standing in front of the uh, um what do you call it? The in the ki in kitchen, in the bathroom. If you're standing in front of the mirror, you know, mm -hmm. that mirror could literally be taking a picture of you every day. As you're standing on the mat, the mat's taking your weight and BMI every day, overlaying mm -hmm. that with the data from your wrist and then giving you that holistic view at mm -hmm. the end of the month. That's what I'm talking about, that future of technology. I love that. You know, it's so amazing. I think we get caught up in our society sometimes looking at overall, oh, look, I lost 10 pounds. See, I'm healthy. Yeah. But health is such a varied variance. It's your sleep. It's what you're eating. It's the weight. It's the muscle. It's all of that together and, and your heart rate and all that jazz together. And I love the fact that going forward, you can get all that data that can give you a fuller picture of your overall health. Right. That's awesome. And then on top of that, if we can like incorporate psychology into it. Because as you know, listen, we can work out, mm -hmm. we can eat right, we can do all this stuff, but then something happens in life mm -hmm. and you're stressed out. And it's literally proving that stress kills. So how can we manage our stress as well as our bodies for that best possible way? So this way, hey, listen, we all wanna have a good life and we all wanna live that best possible life regardless of where you're at. Yeah. So that's what I talk about technology and how can we make that technology work for us instead of us, you know, it's the old days. I had a lot of stuff and it told me that it was going to make my life easier, but I got to tell you, I'm working more now than I was before. Yeah. <laughs>
Exactly. And I've, I've definitely heard that. Now, I don't know if you've watched the program Eureka, that show that was on several years ago. I don't remember it now. OMG. Well, anyone listening, it's a great, great show. It's a sci-fi show. But basically in this town, it's a town built by the government where all the best scientists of the world live there. But it's in secret. It's like an Area 51 type thing. Everyone's, no one knows they're there. But the cool thing is these top scientists get to make the craziest experiments and whatever. One thing I really like, now this show was like, I think 2006, so it was a while ago, right. but one of the, the sheriff in the, in the, in the village lived in a smart house oh, and okay. he would wake up and he's like, sheriff, your heart rate is elevated. You know, when he would be upset about something and he would, oh, you seem hungry. Here's some food. I was like, I want this house. I want this house yesterday because it's not just Alexa, <laughs> you know, it was like the whole, what you're talking about, the whole kit and caboodle. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> that is funny because, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, like we talked about the Jetsons, right? So that yeah. was that early and whether it's the Jetsons, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, all that kind of stuff, you kind of look back at it now and you're like, wow, you know, somebody was talking into this thing and, mm-hmm. you know, it's my phone now or, mm-hmm. you know, it's my watch. Literally, mm-hmm. I forget that. What was that? I forget that show, but he was literally talking into a sh- get uh, smart, get smart, talking yes. into a shoe and talking Dude, into yeah. a watch. And now we're doing it. Except exactly. I'm not talking in my shoe. No, Here's another no, interesting okay. thing. So when we talk about technology kind of surrounding us as humans, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Hmm. Where do you think in your daily life, where do you think kind of like the most technology in one place actually is? So if you were to think about your daily life and everything that you touch, and I'm not talking about computers, that's kind of a given, hmm. but as you go around your house, your car, your whatever, what, what do you think is the most packed with tech? The most packed with tech. I, yeah, I probably think it would probably be our car because it has pretty a lot. Yeah, I think it's the car. Bingo. Isn't it amazing how smart cars are now? Like hmm. challenge you to buy a car that has a key. You know, it's kind of like going back 20 years. I challenge you to buy a car you know, that is non-automatic. Like I literally just, well, I bought a Jeep a couple of years ago and it's manual. Let mm-hmm. me tell you how hard it was to find that. <laughs> but nowadays the car is so smart. If it's dark out, it's going to put its lights on. If it's mm-hmm. raining, it's going to put its windshield wipers on. If you get in it, it's going to set up to the way you like it, your music, the where your seat is, if the heat's on, if I get in, it's going to be back farther. It's going to have different music, all this stuff. It's amazing how much technology is in that car, even when you get to the self-driving capabilities or self-parking. But here's the question. Why isn't your house as smart as your car? Think of all that Mm -hmm. tech that's in that car. But why is it when you walk in your house, the lights don't just go on? It's Mm -hmm. dark. If you walk down a hallway and it's dark, why don't the lights just go on? Someday that will be there. There's a lot of people that are working on it, but it's very interesting to kind of think of that. What what's leading that technology, and what are those those things that are going to change in the in the future? Yeah. Now I know some people have concerns about that, but you know, I I personally love that that smart house in that show. I was like, I want one of those like yesterday. Um, but anyway, I I think it's funny because you you just mentioned something about how you know the car, the lights turn on for you. I was in a bathroom not too long ago and I'm so used to bathrooms having you put your hand there and it just automatically turns on. 
I was right. in a, I was in a, in a place where it was older bathroom, and I'm just sitting here for a couple. Minutes, What's wrong? This thing's broken. It's not giving me any water. <laughs> and so I was like, you have to turn it on. I was yeah. like, oh, I have to physically turn it on. <laughs> but I it was like, so all of us when we come home from vacation, right? <laughs> like, What's wrong with this thing? It's not working. But I thought it was funny, and I wonder how much of things being automated can actually have also a negative side effect where we become so used to things that we don't remember that, hey, I could do this myself. Right. Well, yeah. and then the question is, do mm -hmm. I need to? So let's mm -hmm. let's take that faucet. Do you really need to turn on the faucet or should it just turn on? And then the next mm -hmm. question is, well, when we look at humans and how do we interface within our environment, what's the best way? Is the mm -hmm. best way a gesture? You know, where you wave in front mm -hmm. of it is the best way voice mm -hmm. is the best way something else touch, mm -hmm. you know, so that that's actually something that the smart home community has been wrestling with for a very long time. So if you think of go back to like the Xbox 360 mm -hmm. or even um, what was it called? The uh, Wii, you know, mm -hmm. how we had this these games and it had this little sensor and you could mm -hmm. play you know, golf or tennis or whatnot. That mm -hmm. was all experiments on how to interface with humans. And then of course you have the Google, you have the Nest, mm -hmm. so you talk into it. And I have to tell you, being in technology, you know, my house is is smart. It's so smart that it's dumb sometimes, <laughs> but it really is interesting to sit back and see not only how my kids kind of work with the house mm -hmm. as well as my wife. So mm -hmm. here's something interesting. I have this fancy, fancy control for system. So we mm -hmm. have lighting automation, shade automation, uh, music, TVs, the whole nine yards. And you can touch a button, have everything go on or everything go off. And I got to tell you, it's, it was absolutely great when my kids were a little younger. So this way, if I was running out or my wife was running out, taking them to the library, taking them to school, I mean, you know. Every single light is on in the house, upstairs, downstairs, every bathroom, every TV's on. You know, normally back in the day, we would leave and the dog would be watching, you know, whatever Disney <laughs> channel that was left on for hours. And we come home eight hours later and everything's on. So to fix that with a smart home, you have a button and it turns everything off. Mm. So this is the latest in technology, the coolest technology. Then, of course, I've been incorporating Google and Alexa and all these mm. things. So I come home last year. It was around Christmas time. The cousins were over. My wife was making cookies mm. and music. Michael Buble was playing out of the $200 Google and mm. not my multi-thousand dollar beautiful speakers and amplifiers and all that stuff. And I'm like, why don't you just put it on there? It sounds so good. Because ease. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the kitchen is crazy. They're making cookies. They've got flour all over the place. They're doing things with eggs. They're putting everything together. And it was just easier to say, hey, Google, play me. It's going to go on. Play me some blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just easier. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. I totally get to turn that. Her off. Hey, Google, stop. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting because yeah. the question has always been, how do we interface and what is the best way? And I think what I'm learning is it's really going to be a combination. Perfect. So sometimes it's just more convenient to talk. 
sometimes like with the the faucet it's just easier to wave your hand under it and yeah. sometimes it's just nice to have a remote that has a button yeah. it's just going to be based on where you're at what you want to do yeah absolutely and what's great about this is really it's you can add the personal touch what works for you and your family best and, and uh, customize it that way well, and yeah. wh whether it's your wearables or smart house and that's what's so great about it is that it doesn't have to be a one-size fits all. You know, we could talk way further, but I hope this alleviates some of the fears people have about all AI and technology coming up because it really is quite exciting for our businesses, for our lives. And I, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy. But before we go, let everyone know where they can find out more about you, you know, get a copy of your book. And also if they have elders, they want to help take care of, yeah. how can they get Smart Solutions Caregiver? Well, the easiest way you can see over my shoulder, you could just scan this. It's going to bring you right to caregiversmartsolutions.com. Again, that's caregiversmartsolutions.com. You can give us a call, which is 888-585-5022. Again, it's 888-585-5022. I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. If you want, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. You can check out my book on Amazon called Join the Smart Home Revolution by Ryan Hurd. And again, I appreciate having me on. This is great. I love talking tech and I'd love to help everybody out. I can tell you have a group, uh, awesome passion for it. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming back to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your great gifts today. Thank you. You're welcome. Looking for a hilarious read? Well, check out my latest book, My Crazy Roommates. The names have been changed to protect the deranged. Step into the wild and unpredictable world of young adulthood in the heart of New York City. Brace yourself for a roller coaster ride through the trials, tribulations, and hilarious moments of shared living spaces with a colorful cast of characters. Fasten your seatbelt and get ready to laugh, cringe, and maybe shed a tear as you delve into the pages of My Crazy Roommates. So get your copy today, available at Amazon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 